Hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you all to another episode of Are You Really Living? Today, I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Kevin, and uh, we're going to be talking about the topic of being a father. Fatherhood is our topic for today. So, Mr. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Okay. So, when uh, when you find out you were about to be a father, what was your first reaction? Ah. Uh, it, that one is uh it was interesting you know because um growing up like I, I didn't grow up with my father um i didn't meet my dad until i was about 17 18 um so when my wife um was pregnant with with our daughter um when i when she told me about it it was like a, a big excitement mm -hmm. like it was like everything was like can't believe it like i'm i'm like is this going to be is this for real is this about to be about to happen um so it was a lot of joy and excitement of uh of the process for for me and her okay okay yeah. all right and you were you were excited at the same time nervous i believe yeah, yeah so it was a lot of excitement and nervousness because um because we actually lost that child the first child okay. um at 22 weeks um she had a miscarriage a stillborn then it even made everything even worse because uh, of the process of everything, you know, dealing with that. Um, so it was a, a very eye opening, but to say the least. But it was a it, it shaped me to what I am today with my the kids that I have now. Okay, how the first child that you lost? How were you able to recover from it, or have you ever recovered really? Nah, I, I don't think I ever recover from it because. Like my wife, like every time like it happens, like because we, I never really express it to like openly. Mm -hmm. Um, so whenever like it happens, so like I might be driving, then it might hit me. Then um, then I'm thinking about the child. I visualizing the pictures of seeing the baby holding the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when like start screaming in the car, like the stress, the relief come um came out, but it never goes away. Um, but still deal with it here and there, but um. That's something I I don't think we'll ever um ever move past. Move past. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah, because it's a it, it was a great part of a, a learning process because we when when we lost the baby we go through different therapy sessions engage with other people that lost child mm -hmm. and um and it give us the strength to continue to move on. I believe unfortunately that wasn't the first the only child that you guys lost. Nah, we lost uh we actually lost two kids. Two. Yeah, two we babies. lost two babies. Um, in the process of having two, because we lost the first one, then we have our daughter, then we lost another one, and we had a son. Okay, so you lost two. Yeah. So the second one that you lost, the second baby you lost, how was that one? After how many? After how many weeks? Or what was that process? Um, that one, I th yes, it was. It was about around sixteen weeks when we lost the uh, the second baby. Okay, uh, and I, I believe that was that was tough for you as well. Because yeah. You just lost, you know, you had just lost the first baby, yes. and you happened to have a baby, and then now the you same thing it. happened. Yeah, because you never really, like, because when those things happen, like, you never really, you don't prepare for them at first. Because although we lost the first one, because we know the risk of having another baby and what comes with it, but we never really, like, okay, hey, we're going to lose the baby today. So that never crossed our mind in any point of, uh, of the pregnancy. But when it does happen, that's when we, like, in that shock moment of sadness of even though we lost the first one we're like why this happening to us we just lost one now we lost we lost another baby and stuff like that so going through it is it's it's tough because that's something you can never say okay hey 
it happens, let's move on. You can never move on from it because this because the child had a heartbeat. So the child, you already, although the child is not here with you, but you already mm -hmm. made that connection of like anticipation of when the child comes. So by not the child being not being here, is it, it hurt even more? I can understand. And you you obviously seek therapy after that as well. Yes. Yeah, so we go through different therapies even. Even up to now, sometimes you still it's still there. You, you can never get away from it because um, we might be doing something, and you know that that moment just hit. It just come right back to you, and then you visualize everything. And that's the crazy thing is like, because even for me, because I'm not in my wife's shoes to see like those how she felt about when it happening, but I was there visualizing. Give uh, she's actually giving birth to a kid that you will not take home. Yeah, that's what's what some of the things that that are even more because now you're giving birth, but you have nothing to take home. You just go home empty handed. It was it was hard. I mean, yeah. even you explaining that to me right now, I, I, it's 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 hard. It's hard to even yeah. process it. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine what both of you went through. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because a lot of people go through it like it's very common, like still bones are very common because. Some of the times when we go through those therapy, therapy sessions, like the other couples that we meet, um, for us, it was 22 weeks. But when the baby is like full term, because we had people like have a full term baby okay. and they had a stillbirth. They were, the baby was supposed to be born like, say, next week and they had a stillbirth like the week before. That's even tougher yeah, to yeah, handle. Yeah. Because yeah. the baby, because you can know the baby was like right there with you. And and you mentioned that your father wasn't in your life, so I'm assuming that's one of the reasons you are such a dedicated father because you want to be there for your own kids every step of the way. Of course, um, yeah. Because growing up, like like I told you before, my, I didn't have my dad with me through all the process because my mom was the one that does everything for me. So right yeah. now, when I have my kids, um, I I look at it in a different light because with me and my wife and stuff like um different things like that so i trying to give them everything that i didn't have absolutely like like my dad didn't wasn't there for me through this growing up so i want to make sure that i'm there for them every step of the way anything i can do to make their day brighter or give them something to cheer them up because um, i know growing these kids is like is real tough man it is. especially it is. having a daughter because um, she's she's she have her own personality so i gotta mesh my personality with her personality yeah. So it, 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 it's tough sometimes that I look at her, I'm like, damn, why are you doing this? But sometimes it, you got to be the one that's there to cherish every moment of the way. You have to, you have to. Yeah. What do you think um, are some of the biggest challenge of being a father nowadays? The biggest one is because uh, is now we live in a society, because um, I know back in the days and stuff, um, my parents, Sometimes you do something, they might tap you in your hand or something. Now you can't, you can't really do that with some of these kids nowadays. Then they can call different departments and they mm -hmm. can come and um, check on the kids and stuff like that. But the challenge is like is make sure to communicate with the kid, like with your, with your kids, um, because by communicating with them, making sure that they know, okay, hey, you can do something. We'll talk about it, discipline it, discipline you on it, but. Um, at the same time, we got to make sure we know the kid is can come to you to any point of life and be like, hey, this happened, this happened, and y'all can reciprocate and stuff. But it, it's tough trying to manage it. But at the same time, it's we're able to try to keep it 
together. Together, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, actually, this is not even on my list of questions, but as you're speaking, when it comes to social media, is it something you're going to have to restrict your daughter or your son? Another one, are you going to put a restriction in terms of age limit when they can access that? Or that's not something you have thought about yet since they're still young? Um, um, for them, I, I, to be honest with you, I think about it every day, like with social media, how social media becoming, what it's come to um, today. Um, of course, because you have to put a limit because you have to be able to know what your kids um, getting themselves into because yeah. you want them to get to the to certain situations um, that they allowing other people influence them because you won't be able to influence your kids as, as much as possible um, will they be on social media um, probably not till they reach a certain age to be like okay hey hey go now it's the time you more responsible because at a certain age um, they're not very responsible yeah. So you want to make sure to protect them at that age because you don't know what they're going to get in contact with and who they're going to get in contact with because they might get in contact with the wrong person. Now they trying to meet up with somebody mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that destroyed your whole life and the kid might go um, missing or because there's different things. You always, as a parent, you always like have that in behind in behind your mind to know, look, oh, hey, I got to make sure to protect my kid as best as possible because people... Because I had family members that, like, little kids have um, Facebook and Twitter and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Trying to coach them through it. But my kids, I'm trying to keep them away from it as possible. Because myself and the wife, we stay away from those things. We have those, but we're not on them like like that. So, yeah, because yeah. it's a different world. Yeah, social media is a, is a different world, different beast. Um, keep your kids away from it as much as possible. Yeah, it will always yeah. help. So what are some of, some of the funnest memories you have raising your kids? Memories right now is, is my daughter. She's 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 the funniest thing ever. Cause um, sometimes she might do something. You might be like, "Hey, don't do this." Then she like she might be crying. <laughs> At the same time, she's crying. She's coming to you like, "Can I have a hug, Daddy? Can I have a hug?" I'm yeah. like, "You you crying? Why?" <laughs> but that's the thing with kids. Like they they want that affection. So the memories like because we make them every day. Cause uh, we got to cherish those memories. Um, cause we can never run away from those. Um, I think that uh, by making these memories uh, continue to be there for them as a uh, protector um, is always good. Yeah. And memories continue going. How is um, your relationship now with your wife that you have kids? Because um, some people will say once you have kids, the, the love kind of shifts. It shifts, in other words, all the attention goes to the kid. And for some reason, the relationship kind of stays still. Um, how are you able to maintain that spark? Yeah, it, it, it is true because um, when, you, when, you, when you have a kid, because that's some, something new. So a lot of, like you said, a lot of uh, attention goes to the kids. It can be either or. So mm -hmm. it can be the mom or it can be the dad. Because sometimes we look, get it to a point where we're like, oh, I got to show so much love to this kid. Then the, the wife, like, because, okay, the wife is there and they go and be there and the love starting to fade away a little bit. So it's up to the husband and the wife to be like, okay, hey, you know what? Let me make time to date nights or stuff like that or take time off to do different things 
um, in order to continue to grow your relationship with the wife and also with the kid. And you always want to be there for both of them. Um, you don't want to spend more time with this one and less time with that one. Yeah. Because you want to make sure have where you can spend more um, time with, with both okay. and always show love to the kid always. And the wife, because you know the wife always going to be there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how do you balance work, family, and other commitments as a father? Because right now I'm in a in a situation because I work nights um, and the wife works during the daytime. So sometimes we get to see each other probably like an hour and a half, mostly two hours a day. Okay. Because um, when she comes home, either I'm getting ready to leave out. So the only time we spend, really spend concrete time is on the weekend. So so although I work nice, so the weekend when I come home, I try to spend as much time with all of them as possible because that's my only time to be like, okay, here, let's spend some time. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, although sometimes I sacrifice stuff, um, my time for sleep. Because in the long run, I'd rather not sleep for two hours and spend the two hours with them yeah. and build that memory or have something that could be like, okay, hey, we spend this time together. Um, let's continue to, to grow uh, even our marriage or stuff like that. So continue to be there for them as possible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very important. That's very important. Yeah. And <clears throat> have you able to handle difficult situations or conflicts within, with, between the kids um, and then the, the wife? Like if there's a conflict, how do you handle the matter? Because right right now, because the wife is because my daughter, she's like get to the age, she's in the, the three year old age where she's like don't listen. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. sometimes the wife might be like, "Hey, I need you to do this," and she might be like, "Eh, she run away, don't want to do it." So yeah. then I have to step in and be like, "Because hey, my daughter, she's like I don't know, because my my wife like is a teacher, so she's more kind towards her than I'm, I'm kind towards her, but like, I'm more a little stricter." Okay. Towards, yeah, towards yeah. her to be like, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Where she'll be like, okay, but when mom says something, she might be like, ah, and then run away. So now you gotta get to that point where be like, hey, you need to listen to your mom. You need to stop this. Then um, trying to get in between it um, as much as possible, trying to keep her, make sure she's know, okay, you gotta still gotta listen to mom mm -hmm. because uh, she's still your mom. Um, so it get to that point, but that stage. But I think as you get older, as she's starting to understand and learn more. She'll probably calm down a little bit, but I think that's they're in the age of not like, listening, you're not listening, and running like, around, <laughs> yeah, <know>? all that. <laughs> so uh, it's good so far. What are some of the values you want to instill into your children? Um, some of the things like I want to make sure, like my daughter and my son, know is uh, always uh, respect people, um, no matter who it is. It can be somebody younger than you, somebody older than you. Always have that respect. Um, always talk to people in a polite manner. Um, like me growing up, I was always like, yes, ma'am, no, sir, yeah. and stuff like that. So I want them to keep the same trait um, when they grow older to make sure they, uh, whenever they go, always look at people not in a negative way because you don't know who that person is. You know when you might get in contact with that person later in life because um, I might see, you might see somebody today, you might, they might be your boss tomorrow. Yeah. So always, um, always treat people with respect and treat them the right way. So that's one kindness. thing. Yeah, yeah, kindness is the number one thing I want to instill in my kids. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, what about um, in terms of school? How do you go about picking schools for them? Because right, right now my daughter, she's in that age where um, it's almost time for school. Mm -hmm. So like right now the wife, um, we've been trying to find different school, make sure she's uh, 
because my wife, she's a teacher, so she knows all the ins and outs of the, that situation. So I just try to agree. She might bring it something to me and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Then I might be like, okay, let's look into it. And we might agree, disagree with mm -hmm. certain things. But, but for, for that part, she's more into that than I am. Um, so I'm just here for the support with it, making sure, okay, this is there. But um, for school, we try and we think about public school, private school. Um, but right now, we since she's still in the age to go to uh, kindergarten, so we're trying to Montessori mm -hmm. school. So we're trying to do that with her. Because right now, to like pretty much yesterday, we're looking at one like a bilingual. Because with the situation with how everything's going on in the world right now, it's great to have like at least two type um be able to speak multiple languages yeah yeah so especially one, down in florida yeah because um, especially right now because so the one we were looking at is like a spanish spanish and english so that way she can speak spanish because my wife and i we speak creole and um, i'm not too fluent in it yeah, yeah. but I, there's certain things i can tell her she would she will be able to understand and mm -hmm. speak it a little bit but um, but spanish will be a great one if she can learn it so that way we can put her in a, in a school where she can continue to grow perfect yeah. yeah, that's that's that. I mean, you have to start early, yeah. especially when they're that young. Uh, I believe kids learn faster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I overheard. I, I always heard that that um, as they get older, that's right now, this is the age to for them to learn something new. Yeah. yeah. And they'll pick on it yeah, real I quick. Mean, you, you and I, we can't learn Spanish. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, we, we are past that age now. <laughs> but 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 the kids that they, these days, they, they'll pick stuff up real quick. So so hopefully that's something we can couple with and she can continue to grow perfect um now for somebody listening to to this podcast right now and you know it's in the process of having a baby um what would be your advice to a father or soon-to-be father one th one thing i can say you can never um be prepared because because there's a, a lot of unknowns mm -hmm. when it comes to being a dad because certain things you think you're ready for you're probably not ready for it because as the kids like as the kids get older, they have different experiences, um, different things happen in their life. So you just got to be able to be like, okay, let me adapt to different situations because you you're gonna have to change your whole life for them because certain things you can't like what you used to do. You think you're still gonna be able to do, you won't be able to do those um, because the kid you always got to put your kid first. If you're a person that's not gonna put the kid first, then um, then you should be your life wouldn't matter that much to the kid. But as long as you put the kid first, mm -hmm. everything else should be good. But one thing I can say is like always love your kids um, because they're yours and and they're yours forever. Um, as long as you show them the love and the appreciation and be there for them, um, I'm sure the kid will always show that back to you, no matter what. They can be crying, like I said earlier. They can be crying. As long as you show that love and affection, they can always be like, ah, daddy, can I have a hug? Or daddy, can I come sit next to you? Because you, you always want that on the kid. And to do that for your kids is always great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a plus. That's a plus. Yeah. Um, now, for yourself, what do you think, now that you're at that age, you're a father, what do you think that you've missed out of since your father wasn't there for you? Like, the whole experience. Um, with the, especially with my daughter, because my son is like, he's like um, 11 months, but with my daughter being there for her like every day, um, although sometimes I work night, I don't get to be there certain nighttime um, during the week, but um, the times I get to spend with her, 
it's it's, it's great because now she see me here. Um, she can come to me. Can you do that for me? Um, it, it helps. Um, there's a child. Um, for me, um, not having that, I think. Um, a certain point, like, because right now I'm trying to move away from it. It showed, it give, uh, made me feel resentment towards my dad because he wasn't there for me because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't have a dad to, I can be like, hey, dad, look at this. Um, I just got an A in class in, in school. Um, uh, my daughter, growing up, like right now, when she's at daycare, she might draw something. She might bring it. She's like, hey, dad, look what I draw for you. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So that made me appreciate the situation I'm in now. But at the same time, like back then now I have to try to find a way to work through it with my dad to be like, okay, whatever happens beyond, I can't go back in the past to fix it. We can only fix the future. Moving forward. Um, yeah. So um, right now it's, it's great. Um, we just continue to work through it. Yeah. Now, is, if your father were to be listening to this, to this podcast right now, what would you want him to know about you? Growing up, I mean, I do know now you guys are working on your relationships together. Uh, you're building it back up. Uh, but what would you want to tell him? Like, my dad, like, some of the things, because growing up, because um, even when I was, like, in between elementary school all the way to high school, I played sports. Um, one thing is, like, because I feel like, because when I met my dad, it was, like, in um, in high school, my sophomore in high school, when I first met my dad on even though I was trying to continue my sports career in high school, um, some of the things I feel like he wasn't really care much for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think because we didn't spend so much time together, he didn't really understand me or a certain um, situation um, in that nature. But one thing, if I could like say something, I'd be like, he should have been there um, to support. Because I feel like if he was there as a supportive person to me when I was, because I spent two years with my dad after I met him. Um, if he was there for me to support me through those through those times, um, I think my life probably would have been a little bit different from what it is today. Um, but I'm still grateful for where I'm at right now. Um, but because I feel like he could have done a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot more to 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 the situation that we were in. Um, so. Yeah. And how is your relationship with your mom? Great. Um, my mom, because like because. The relationship I have with my, with my mom right now, I wish I had it with my dad, but it, but it's not there. Um, but my mom, because I grew up with my mom, spent all my life with her. Um, so any little thing, like, because I, I call my mom, she called me all the time. Um, so my relationship with her is, is, is great. It's great. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, I know you're very adventurous. Yeah. You like your motorcycle. Oh, yeah. So now let's talk about that. This is the fun part. Um <laughs> What happened with the bike? Because I know you had an accident. So, um, so it was like um, almost a month now. Um, it was like it was like one morning. Came from um, woke up because I usually go play basketball like in the morning time. Okay. So I call my friend, the one that we usually ride, because he have a motorcycle. Also, we always ride to go. And I call him. I'm like, hey, you ready to go play basketball? He's like, now nah, I'm feeling a little sick today. I probably won't be able to go because I always, whenever I go, I always go with him. Mm-hmm. Like never go by myself. Okay. So today, that day, I was like, you know what? Eh, I'll go by myself today. Why? Why not? So get on the motorcycle, um, walked out. It was a little chilly, so I was like, hey, you know what? I need to put a jacket on, long yeah. pants, make sure I protect myself during um, during the weather. So it was like probably like five minutes away from my house. There were a couple cars on the road. 
um, there was a car driving real slow. So I was trying to go around that car. And as soon as I go around it, the car that was in front just pressed brakes. At that moment, my bike just hit the guy's bumper and the bike went one way, I went one way and they're sliding. I can feel all the road, my head hitting the road, just sliding down the road. Um, it was, I was down for a couple seconds when people come running um, towards me, then ask me if I was okay. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I got a couple of road rashes. Um, I got transported to the hospital, um, but I was out in the next, probably like three, three hours later. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, because people at the hospital are like, man, you're very lucky. Even getting transported in the ambulance is like, yeah, when we get these calls, we just hope for the worst because it never something good happened when you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not a good thing. But it's a beautiful thing when you're riding it. Yeah, so once once you're on it, it's like like you by yourself. Because me, for me personally, that's how I, I pretty much clear my head. Like, well, because I'm on the road by myself, on the bike by myself. That's that I all never ride next to next to cars. Because mm-hmm. if there's like a traffic, then I have no choice. But if they can get away from cars and just once I get away and I just cruise yeah. by myself on the road. But that day is, is just wasn't my day. You had your helmet on. Yes, I had yeah. a helmet. If because if I didn't have a helmet on, my face probably would have been something else. Oh, wow. Because the yeah the helmet scratch bunches from the visor everything yeah it was a it was a eye-opening moment at that time because I've, I've been riding motorcycles for what 10 12 years mm-hmm. and this was the first time ever an accident wow yeah that's crazy did, did the police come did they deem you to be at fault or the yeah, other person so, to be at fault How so the, the, cra- the crazy thing with, with it is because when the police come, came because I was still out of it a little bit, but I was trying to explain to them what happened. I was like um, trying to maneuver back. So he brake checked me. That's how it happened. He pressed brakes and I hit him. Um, if I'm at fault for hitting him, I understand that with my insurance, whatever. But the way he did it, he just brake checked me and caused me to cause the accident. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, he's like, okay, he put it on his paper. Then they transported me out. Then probably like an hour later, the sheriff officer came to the, to the hospital. He came with some papers. I'm like, he pulled out this paper. I'm like, is he going to give me a ticket? And he pulled it out. He's like, yeah, unfortunately, we got to give you a ticket. Because the guy, <laughs> after I left, he said the guy said that there was a red light coming. The only reason why he stopped, he pressed brakes because he was, he was anticipating for the light to go red. Mm-hmm. So that's why he stopped. But I'm like, we were like, like right under the, under the light because there's no way. Because there was four cars. There's no way for all of us, if we're doing 40 to 45 miles per hour, for us to press brakes instantly under the light. Yeah. So that's how it happened. I, I tell him, yeah, he's pretty much made up, made it up because the light was there. So he's like, okay, yeah, it's, I'm just going to say it's a red light. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got a ticket for it. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Now you got, uh, if you, you're still riding, right? Yeah. The bike, no, actually the bike is total. Yeah, the bike so is gone, but one. but I can't move away from not having the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like because because like like everybody says, oh, are you you gonna get another bike? Because every time it, when stuff like that happens, because people that rise knows they're like, yeah, because um, you can't let that fear because yeah, it, it, from yeah stop from from riding because if something you enjoy, you just gotta because you never know when something could happen because whether you're in a bike or in a car. 
because I could be in a car and get in a car accident and, yeah. and I could lose my life. When a motorcycle, I still can lose my life. Yeah. But um, but a motorcycle, yeah, definitely, they don't want to probably get another bike. Got to. And then now you're going to have to uh, have a helmet camp because I know they have those things, yeah. you know, for that type of situation. Yeah. So oh, oh, just have oh, your footage. Yeah, always make sure you protect yourself because because the helmet I got to, I just got that helmet not too long ago because I had a previous helmet with a with a GoPro on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I got, I haven't transferred everything on that on that GoPro on, on that GoPro onto that helmet, so I didn't have it. You didn't have the footage. But yeah. the the one before, I had a. I was like, come on, not not right now. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, that's and it's a brand new helmet I just bought. Now now it's gone. Yeah. Wow. But I'm so. I'm glad you you you're alive. Yes, you know, yes. No broken bones. Yeah. Nothing. So. so. Yeah, just just few road rashes, but that's pretty much it. But everything else was intact. Did a couple of X-rays, they checked. Everything was good. So, so that that, that was good. All right. Good. Now, before we close out, what is what are some messages, or what is one message you would want to live on here for your kids if they were to listen to this podcast ten years from now? One thing I one thing I can say is that I'm like, hey, whatever. Um, and if somebody ever tell you no, knows that you could accomplish whatever you want once you put your mind to it. Um, never let let somebody know um, stop you from reaching your goals. Because um, in life, once you put your mind to it, no matter how hard it is, um, you still have a chance to to make it somewhere. Because just because somebody says no, it doesn't mean um, it determines um, your outcomes of your life. Um, always, always. Um, willing to be a go-getter um, because um, if you're not, then that's when your life will be stagnant. I never stay long on something, always trying to reach for the ultimate. Always, if you, whatever job you at, if, if it's like a, a janitor, trying to be the manager of that janitor mm-hmm. place because you don't want to stay a janitor be like, oh, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm, I'm making good money, but always trying to be beyond that. Be better. Be better than, yes. Makes sense. Well, I couldn't have said it better. Thank you again, Kevin. Um, if anybody want to reach out to you, do you have any social media handle you want to provide? Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, first, it's my first name, Kevin, last name, Pastorin, um, on Facebook. Um, any other ones, I go on there once in a while, but not not really a big fan of. Uh... <laughs> same here, same here. So with but... that being said, thank you again for stopping by the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Um, continue being an amazing father that you are and uh, we'll definitely be in touch all right thank you very much appreciate it and um hopefully next time we can do it again we will we will so to all the listeners thank you like share and subscribe and remember hashtag are you really living thank you again